0: Well, hello. I'm Amelia Myers.
1: I'm Jason Rosenwald. And, and this, this is married, married to Hollywood,
0: where we break down the good, the bad, and the ugly.
1: About being married to each other. And the industry.
0: <laughs> you joined in again. Yeah,
1: Sometimes I like to. Is this
0: going to be the new norm?
1: No, I didn't last week, I don't the... think. No, you didn't. That's true. I like to keep it, you know, switch it up. Keep it, keep it different. Keep it on your toes.
0: <laughs> Get a little bit like my mic check just now.
1: <laughs> Can you do that, please?
0: <laughs> he went mic check and I went...
1: Yabba dabba doo. <laughs> yeah. And you just, you just blew out your, uh, <laughs> well, I
0: didn't go. I didn't go. No, that. you just, oh, you no, just, I think I went. That you loud. just spiked.
1: You definitely spiked.
0: Well, sorry. Sorry. All of you listening. I spiked, I spiked the mic, but I said, yabba dabba doo just like that. And he, he thought it was very funny and that should be my new catchphrase. Not that I'm going to do that, but it's all good. <laughs> then I knock over my water bottle and he goes, what just knocked over? I went, it was my water bottle. I'm picking it up. And he goes, that was really loud. I said, well, yeah, it's really dense. And what did you say? I said, oh, I said it's dense and intense.
1: And I said dense and intense. That's what I've always called you.
0: <laughs> and I started cracking up. So kind yabba dabba do. An dense and intense. Though I don't, I don't want. <laughs> that, I, you know, it kind of is, but it, it tickled my funny bone. I'm glad. Tickled
1: We need to laugh my these days. funny bone. How are you? Uh, I'm overall I'm pretty good.
0: How was your week?
1: Um, other than some general concerns about the pulping of my wife and partner <laughs> and general crime, I'm good.
0: And general crime?
1: I don't know. Partner in crime. I don't feel like... Okay. Non-specific crimes? Crimes? Partner in crime? I don't know. You're not really... You're, you're not criminal and you have no criminal attributes to you because you're like such a goody-two-shoes. So I don't... It felt Truth. weird.
0: I am. It's true.
1: Yep. Yep. Cool. Well, how well, how are was your week though? artistically? <laughs> My week artistically. Hmm. My week artistically. Hmm. I had a good class. Um, I started writing a new series. Yeah, you did. So that's good. I'm excited for we that. We started our our, our um, daily pages for... Yeah, we'll talk
0: about that in a minute, too. Okay,
1: cool. But yeah, yeah, no, it's been... it's Overall, it's starting to shape up into something. I don't know. You?
0: Shape on up, shape on up. Uh, it was good. I have to put a, a thing on tape after this. Um... The week had a lot of ups and downs. I think because last week, you know, we had recorded this, but then we were heading over to the storage unit because we -hmm. were going to have the king bed brought over the next day. Seeing all of our things in storage again, opened things up and just made it incredibly raw. Just the reality of where we are and we're not going back home yet and we're not in L.A. and we're just not there. And how unsettled we are here. And that thing of kind of what we were, well, me especially fearing that we're always here visiting over the summers, Mm -hmm. especially August. But when it hits September, we're still here. (laughs) And we're not back in our house, in our city, Mm -hmm. living our lives. And it just broke me down in a way I wasn't expecting. Mm -hmm. That, on top of starting to wean and the hormonal swings and shifts that are happening, which I read could happen.
1: Oh, they're but happening! Boy, just are let you they know.
0: real? They're happening. They're not as intense as the postpartum stuff, but there are moments where it's just like, holy cow! Yeah, it really does hit you. And I'm still nursing her three times a day, but cutting those other ones out really is affecting me.
1: Yeah. Well, when we'd moved here, you'd gotten up to a point where it felt like, like well, we talked about back, this before, she was, she was back, back on me nursing. seven, eight times yeah. a day.
0: So to cut that back down to just the morning nap and, and bedtime, um, it really is you know hitting quite a, a toll mm-hmm. with me, unfortunately. Yeah. And then just artistically feeling stuck, even though the last couple of weeks I've had more auditions and mm-hmm. I had that wonderful callback, yeah. and I was doing more artistically here than I mm-hmm. had in a while, it was things of, you know, last night you... You really said to me, I'm getting concerned. Let's talk. And Mm -hmm. I was just a, I mean, you know, (laughs) for those of you listening, when you're so upset, you're past the point of actually audibly crying and breathing and the tears are just falling out of your face. Yes. Like they're just falling. That's what was happening last night. And he, he said, you know, what's going on? Let's talk. Let's do this. And you were being so supportive and I felt so bad because you were asking me questions and, and doing these things and I had nothing to say and nothing to give and nothing to contribute. I was so burned out. You don't but have to feel bad. But then you kept talking and talking because you were trying to get an answer or, just or something out of me. You trying to encourage direction, that's all. Right, and I was like, oh my gosh, because you're being so wonderful and I just feel like I am falling short in this moment.
1: No, 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 no. Don't please, don't reflect on that and feel that way.
0: Thanks, love.
1: No, but the thing is, is with um, emotional <laughs> chapters like this is in our life, I think that it's really important for us to remember, for any of our listeners to remember, that when you're in a low point in your life, it's not about feeling like you're falling short. It's not, you shouldn't try to re-emphasize the fact that you're not where you want to be. Yeah, You need to re- retrain yourself and touch like, have a touchstone in your life that reminds you of how special and important you are, whatever that be, and allow it to bring you back to you. And nothing I, nothing what I want less from our conversation last night than you to feel less than or to feel like you fell short because you're not falling short, you're doing your level best. But what I'm telling you right now is that your level best might be misdirected in the direction you're going yeah. because it's not facing inward and you need to do whatever healing you're doing for yourself.
0: I, I do love that. I found, uh, so sweet singing on Instagram. There's this really cute swing. I don't think I've even showed it, Jonah to you. I don't think so. There's a really cute swing. Um, Lila's just getting a little too big for it, but I'm marking it for whoever may show up in the future. We're not pregnant. Uh, we're not <laughs> pregnant. But it's just, it's so cute. And it's this little swing that is indoors. You can take it out mm-hmm. places, but it's just so cute. They posted something that just rang so true. Because I remember... In the newborn phase, I felt this way a lot. Then it went away, but it's been coming back big time. Yeah. And this is a parental ebb and flow. This just goes, and especially, I mean, the dads feel it too, but I feel like the moms mm. just we take on so much and try to be yeah. the perfect mom, the perfect wife, and then right now even, it's e- and being the daughter. Even
1: without carrying or delivery, even moms, in my case, like of an adopted kid, moms in our society, I would say probably Western culture overall, bear the load disproportionately to what they should.
0: Yeah, it's it's true. And it's our honor, and we love it. But there are moments where you're just like, but oh not my all God. But
1: not all moms do. And well, those moms true. are made that's to true. feel guilty for it, and, and there's that's no not guilt. okay.
0: No, that's... Thank you. No, that's very true. I don't take it back, but I stand corrected. Um, you're sitting.
1: I said corrected. There you.
0: But this said, when a mom says she needs a break, she does not mean grocery shopping without kids... Cleaning the house without kid helpers, running errands without little passengers, taking the kids to do something fun without her when she has to miss out to do any of the above, having a bath or shower alone. Yes, we can hear the kids screaming. These are not breaks. These are her tasks made slightly easier and only increase her mom guilt because she still needs a break but has been told that she already got one. Help from partners is not a luxury and basic hygiene is not self-care. And it, this just, it just hit me stronger with how I've been feeling the last couple of weeks. Yeah. Um, and you really did let me have a break this morning. And I went back to sleep for a little while and felt like a human when I yeah. woke up, which was really And it's, really it's nice. so
1: unlike you to ask for those things, but ask for them. because I, I, I'm uh, And it's definitely um, a shortcoming that I have. I'm not always aware that you need them until you're well past needing them. Then I'm like breaking down. Yeah, so. <laughs> <I'd> <laughs> let, like, Let's well, find
0: the middle ground. Or, um, so, or no, no, no.
1: We can swing the other direction. Take a break whenever you want. <laughs> Just oh, that communicate. sounds amazing. All I ask is you communicate.
0: One thing you said to me last night, and this is something you've been, I don't want to say harp, because that sounds a little harp. Harsh, although harping. Okay. You keep saying you need to figure out to do something for you because you're like you work out, you do you do several things for you that mm-hmm. are truly for you. Mm-hmm. I don't because just during the day I'm I'm with her and then I'm with you and then I'm doing this and then I'm doing that and then I'm just exhausted by mm-hmm. the time she's down and then we just you know get through our nighttime and go to bed. What I can do for me and it's what I've always said. My therapy mm-hmm. is piano. And I'm saying this right here, right now, to be held accountable from all of you and for my husband. Okay. I need to start playing piano an hour a day. Okay. That needs to be what I do, and that is what I can do for myself.
1: I'm down for that.
0: It might be a little tricky scheduling-wise. I understand that.
1: We'll make it work.
0: But that is what I need to start doing for myself emotionally and uh, artistically. I really need yeah. to be doing that. Great. So
1: yeah, I'm down for dead. that.
0: Um, before we jump into going over the Artist Way week one, because I know yeah. we wanted to talk about it. I found this list. Okay. Films that turned 25 in 2020. Okay. And this kind of blew my mind. So these are films that are made in 1995. That some of these movies that are 25 years old now, and I was like, what? You're on this list? Some of these I went, oh, okay, sure. And some of these I was just like, Mind blown. So I just found this entertaining and wanted to share share and, and know what you are. I feel
1: like you're the only one now that does like research and pre-work for these Bom, bam, recordings. Bam, bam. So I'm like, I feel like I'm just <laughs> dropping them both massively here. So please <laughs> make me feel like I'm a bad no, contributor to this not podcast. at all. I just, I no, found no, it interesting I'm, and no, wanted please. to.
0: <laughs> so, Casino. Okay. Now, Casino is one I actually thought was older. Yeah. So that one didn't to me, shock me. The,
1: the, the movie feels like it's from the 70s and I know it's not.
0: Goldeneye, yeah, the first Pierce Brosnan James Bond, which also I thought was older.
1: No, that's right. But at I all. was like, that's, oh, that's yeah, correct. Okay, no, that's that right. that that feels right in my head.
0: Toy Story.
1: I would have thought it was newer.
0: Toy Story is twenty-five it was years old wow. this year. I was like, what?
1: You got a friend, you got in, a me. friend in me. Oh, okay, I
0: love that song. Twelve Monkeys. Speaking of something that <laughs> you're working currently on that working class. on in class, yeah. is uh, 25 years yeah. old today. I yeah. Thought you'd get a kick out of that. I
1: yeah. think uh, in that story, I think, is it three or four years from now, is uh, the future hellscape that they live in in that movie? So, oh, wow. Hey, guys, hey. 2020 might end worse than we think. Uh, anyway, womp, keep on going. <laughs>
0: Oh boy. Keep on I do think going. we should watch this movie though, because it's been a very long time since I've seen it. So when you're done working with it in class, I feel like that no, should be yeah, soon, a fun one to watch. Soon, yeah. yeah. Braveheart.
1: Yeah. I, I really. Braveheart's
0: 25 years old. I remember
1: really loving that movie, but I have such a weird feeling about Mel Gibson. No, though. I know. So, I know. It's such a shame.
0: I know. It's not. Oh, well, here's a question for you Is it as bad as Kevin Spacey, or will you still watch. Mel Gibson movies because Jason refuses and I, I support. I'm just sad about American Beauty because I love that movie. Oh, no, I love um, a lot of Kevin Spacey's work. Not it's, watching and K-Pax.
1: Um, I think it's weird because I think once all the anti-Semitic stuff came out about Mel Gibson. Yeah, I just stopped reviewing his catalog or um, watching any of his new movies that came out uh, yeah. unless I could if I couldn't help it. Like I didn't realize he was a producer on something. Or right, because he's producing yeah. a lot. That what? That's the only time I've seen his stuff since.
0: Okay, I just Braveheart. It surprised me, but it didn't surprise me. Part mm-hmm. of me feels like it's more than twenty five years old, yeah. and then the other part was like, it's twenty five years old. Oh my gosh, Apollo thirteen. It's about right. Twenty five years old. Well, Tom
1: Hanks said that like three four year run of just like, is he going to win just best boom ac- boom win boom best boom. actor this year?
0: I know that's a good one. I haven't watched this in a what, long Philadelphia, time. Philadelphia,
1: Forrest Gump, then Apollo thirteen.
0: Yeah, when. Her wedding ring goes down the shower drain. That is a moment that I just so remember from Apollo oh, thirteen. I don't remember that. Oh my god, she's in the shower, he's up there. We don't know what's going on. There's no community. Like, oh my gosh, it's a heart wrench. I mean, there are many other wonderful moments
1: in that, I movie, love that movie, but that
0: moment just stuck with me. Uh. Casper. Wow. Casper the friendly wow. Christina
1: ghost. Christina Ricci. <laughs> Turned. That's Christina Ricci, right?
0: Yeah. Wow. Yeah. Just that one, that one got me. This one really got me. Are you ready?
1: Okay, Jumanji. Oh, that's that
0: Jumanji is 25 years old. I love Jumanji, the original. The remake was actually surprisingly good. I liked it too, but that original Jumanji, I mean, Robin Williams wasn't a remake, it
1: was technically a sequel, a A, a
0: reboot. If it's true, it wasn't a remake. And they actually honored the character of Alan yeah. beautifully. I was actually they very, did. very happy. With then that. there was they a sequel that. to that. We didn't see that one. No, we need to. It's, it's on our to-do list of movies to catch up on. Mm-hmm. Um, but the original Jumanji, I love that movie. Bad boys, bad boys. Wow, It's twenty-five years old. Did you ever this finish year. watching that? No.
1: Oh, okay, I love that movie. I need. I
0: need to. I. Need I to.
1: It's a, a movie that could not be made we the way it was made. We started it too made. late,
0: and I fell asleep. We need yeah. to. We need to.
1: Michael Bay. Could not start making the movies that he made now. That he made then. That he made now. then.
0: No, I know. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's true. Crazy. Um, I thought I could kick out that one. This one hit me. Mm. Pocahontas. Yeah. Now Pocahontas, they had the trailer for Pocahontas before the Lion King on the VHS. Mm-hmm. And so whenever we watched The Lion King, which was a million bajillion times because my little brother was obsessed with it, as was I. Lion King is a good
1: one. Love Lion King.
0: But the preview, it wasn't just a preview. It showed the clip of Colors of the Wind, like it did that whole song. Yeah. And I would full on sing it and act it out in the living room every, or the family room, every Now, were you really time. disappointed
1: as you grew up to find out the story of Pocahontas was wildly different?
0: The real one? Yeah, kind of.
1: It was basically like sex trafficking. It was like a
0: punch in the gut when I found out the real yeah, story. Yeah, yeah. But I loved it so much. It's gross. And it's actually very apropos. A year ago tonight, mm-hmm. do you know what was happening?
1: Where is that when you are singing? Yes. At, uh, that was yes. already a year ago? A year ago wow.
0: tonight at Rockwell in Los Angeles, I <sighs> sang Colors of the Wind at Disney night.
1: Blows my mind.
0: One year ago.
1: That's, uh, Thanks, Jeff Polly. Yeah.
0: Oh, not Colors of the Wind. I sang Just Around the Verbend. Yeah.
1: Just, Just Around the river. the river Bend. Colors, so good. Colors of the Wind Hi, would have Jeff. felt a little weird for you to sing. No,
0: no, no. I did, call, I did um, Just, Just Around the, the river, river Bend. bend. Yeah. I love that song, which I sang on birthright going down the Jordan River. Everyone wanted to hear me sing. I was like, now, now. And then I did In the yes. Kayak, and it was very you funny. You did. It was very funny. I wasn't
1: there. You were not. I wasn't in the picture yet.
0: Die Hard with a Vengeance.
1: Wow. That's one of yes. Sam Samuel Jack- Samuel Jackson's like, first big like movies big. has like, Samuel Jackson. Yeah. It's crazy 25. to think that that was only 25 years ago, considering how prolific his career is. Right?
0: Yeah. I, that one I thought I could kick out of. Get Shorty. <laughs> wow. 25 years ago. Sense and Sensibility. Have now,
1: I seen Sense and Sensibility?
0: Kate Winslet. I'm th- this is, no, I've never so seen Sense So she did this right before Titanic. This is what kind of Clearly. like put her in the... Category. I mean, Titanic is what catapulted her, but she had done some stuff. The Kid in King Arthur's Court. She was the older sister. She has that great scene, um, and and I love it, love it, love it. Um, but yeah, it's Sense and Sensibility, Clueless. Whoa, <laughs> that one got me. Clueless wow. is twenty five, and Paul Rudd old. looks the same age. He looks exactly
1: the same. He's a vampire.
0: I don't understand. I don't get it. To Die For. Don't know it. The Basketball Diaries. Wow. Dead Man Walking.
1: Who's Dead Man Walk?
0: That, that was Sean Penn and Susan Sarandon.
1: Uh, don't know it.
0: Oh my God. Oh, yeah. that's a good one. It's 25 years old. It's a good one. Things to do in Denver when you're dead. Interesting. I actually don't know that one. I don't know. Did you one.
1: look at this list before this started?
0: I saw the first like eight uh, and got okay. all excited. Um, the Bridges of Madison County. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mall rats. Wow!
1: Oh, <laughs> man! To me, that's funny because in my head, I feel like that's a much earlier film than that.
0: No, no, no. Vampire in Brooklyn, Leaving Las Vegas, <gasps> The Usual Suspects. Twenty-five years old.
1: Another movie can't Another watch movie again.
0: We're not going to watch <laughs> again, but I love that movie.
1: Seven. Another movie Ooh, we're not going to watch again. Brad Pitt had a good, good year.
0: And that that's the end of that list. Okay. Isn't that phenomenal? It was a good year. Oh no, two more. What a- Waterworld <laughs> yeah. and Batman Forever, Val Kilmer's oh, one. Oh wow.
1: <laughs> okay.
0: So I just had to throw that in because I was. Have fun. you seen Batman Forever? A long okay. time ago. A really long time ago. Is that the one with Poison Ivy?
1: No, no that's Iceman. That's Batman and Robin. That's Iceman. Batman Forever is Tommy Lee Jones' two-face. Yes. And Jim Carrey is the Riddler.
0: Oh, that's the Riddler with Jim Carrey. Yes. Yes. All those Batmans kind of blend together for me. I'm not
1: going to lie. Wait, the two Michael Keatons of Al Kilmer and the George <laughs> Clooney movies? Those four movies blend together for you? <laughs> I am
0: horrible. Yes. Okay. I remember it's two Tim Uba, Burtons Uba and Thurman two Joel, Joel Schumach, as, Schumacher. Or as, is it
1: one of them or Jeremy Silver? No, they're both Joel Schumacher. They're both
0: Schumacher. Yeah. I remember Uma Thurman as Poison Ivy. Yeah, it's pretty iconic. And Arnold Schwarzenegger as Iceman. Awful. And like, I just remember the villains. And to me, they're all in the same movie. But Chris, o- not. Chris O'Donnell
1: as Robin. That's, oh, that's Batman Forever right. is when they introduce Robin. That's
0: right. Yeah. And then the Penguin shows up.
1: That was in Batman Returns. That was, okay. Which was Keaton. <laughs> which was Michelle <laughs> I Pfeiffer probably, Catwoman. Oh, right. Her iconic turn is that Catwoman. That was
0: Michelle... Catwoman. Yeah. We should do like a Batman at some point. Like well, full we, I mean, marathon. I, I've been
1: pitching Watchable. doing movie reviews on this for a long time. We should actually do that.
0: I'm fine with that. Let's add that in. Okay. I love that. I love that. Um, one quick little Lila story because it's just so cute Please. right before we go into um, our our homework.
1: <laughs> we have two two sets of homework. So,
0: Truth. Truth. Um, so Lila, I guess there are two. When she woke up from her nap today... Uh, She has this little, she calls it stars. It's this little music box inside a little stuffed animal that projects stars onto the ceiling and does pretty music if she wakes up and needs to go back to sleep. And she had taken the brain of it out. And so I come in and she goes, it broke. I was like, honey, it didn't break. We can just put it back in. And she's holding it. She goes, it's a cupcake. I was like, honey, it's not a cupcake. You know, it looks like one. And she goes, Lila, have cupcake? Lila, have cupcake? And uh, I said to her, you know, I mean... There are cupcakes downstairs. We don't give her sweets, sweets very no. frequently. Basically, the, I, honestly, the muffins I think, that I bake.
1: Honestly, I feel of. like I probably give her sweets more than you do because after <laughs> nap, sometimes the only thing that'll actually <laughs> get her I'm to teaching, functional. For you'll, me you'll give her the bunny cookies. Bunny cookies from Annie's.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, that's like the sweetest she gets, but we don't do yeah. a ton. So she asked for mommy milk. And I said, Well, honey, remember we don't do mommy milk in the uh, afternoon anymore? Thing. And she looked kind of sad and she goes, Cupcake? Lila, Lila, have cupcake? And I went, you know what? Sure. She goes running down the stairs. Like, I said, uh, do you need my I, that's hand? That's when I saw you, right? Yeah. I went, do you need my hand? She goes, no. And she just holds the wall and runs down the stairs. We go to the freezer. And my mom have these, she has these little mini cupcakes in her freezer. And so I take it out. And I went, do you want chocolate or <laughs> vanilla? And she goes, vanilla. I said, okay. I take it out. And she's holding it. And she sees, she goes, sprinkles. And I said, what colors do you see? She goes, red, green, blue. And then she goes, yellow oh, wow, and just, oh, my, kind of puts her hands on her face, and then she eats it so slowly. It was one little bite at a time. She ate all the icing first, and she took a bite of the icing and goes, that's good, and
1: it was just And then she asked you for another one. (laughs) Adorable.
0: And then she asked for another, but we didn't do another, so it was just so cute. We had a wonderful afternoon, and then I'm putting her to bed Mm -hmm. after bath, And one thing I've done with her for a very long time, we do some deep breathing after lullabies and saying goodnight to the different parts of her body. So we do three deep breaths in and out together, and then we rock in the chair, and then I put her into bed. And tonight, for the first time, after we already did the deep breathing and we're doing the rocking, she pulls off from nursing, and she just goes, one. And I just looked at her I went, that's right. Nice breathing, baby. Good job. I love you. And so I'm, going, I'm putting her in her bed. I'm doing the little goodnight so phrase. So impressive. And as I'm saying, I love you. I'm right downstairs. You're safe. She just goes, okay, I go to sleep now. And I put her in bed and kissed her and walked out and my heart just melted. So <sighs> that's the cute little Lila update this week of she is truly learning little meditation self-soothing tactics yeah. and is just the greatest
1: Yeah, she's, I mean, we we can't brag about her enough. I don't think we should ever stop. No. Yeah, she's pretty magical.
0: No, she's so magical. Moving from magical Lila to another magical being. Um, We did get to talk to... Uh, Maria D. Domenico this week, which mm-hmm. I we had talked about last week. She's an alum of the show; she's been on before. She has been on The Young and the Restless, and I'm so thankful and grateful that she responded and we and got yeah. to discuss. Well, she what was, it's she was like, able
1: to drop us a little audio yes, of her experience on set of
0: how it's like on set right now during COVID. So here is Maria.
2: Hey, Amelia and Jason. I am so happy to be back. Uh, I wish I could be talking live with you guys in person, face to face, but we in different times now. This, uh, this is the year of pivoting. Um, what a year. Nobody would have thought that this year would have started this way or even ended the way that it's ending. But, you know, what can you do? You can really only just do the best that you can. And, um, And that's what we're trying to do. Everybody's just trying to really do the best that they can. Um, But speaking of pivoting and doing the best that they can, um, I did return back to work uh, to the Young and the Restless. So, uh, before quarantine had happened, before the industry had shut down, um, I had been slated to shoot a couple of episodes in May. Um, that obviously didn't happen, but as quarantine kept, uh, being prolonged and, you know, the industry was still shut down, I really didn't know what the future of my character was going to be. Um, you know, because you read a lot of articles and things and you hear about companies downsizing and people sort of um, uh, scaling down, basically. Um, So, you know, I was like, well, I may or may not be back. But when I did get the um, confirmation that I was coming back and um, my episodes that I was going to shoot, the first thing I felt was just pure gratitude. Um, You know, I, I know that there's a lot of people that are out of work right now, not just in our industry, but in, you know, across the board everywhere. And to be able to uh, do what I love to do, um, go back to work and go back to work safely in these times in the year that we had is a privilege. And I have nothing but gratitude for it. So I have to say that first and foremost. Um, but specifically about the show, I mean, The Young and the Restless is doing a fantastic job that show is being produced following very strict health and safety guidelines and protocols. Um, one of them being, uh, regular testing. So before we are cleared for work for the week, we have to go get tested and we get tested every single week. And sometimes some, uh, you know, depending on how many days you're there during the week, you're sometimes tested, you know, two times, three times a week. So I felt very safe. Um, Going back to work for that reason alone. Um, another thing, I mean, we, everybody's practicing social distancing, or at least we hope, but the show itself is just, is a social. Distancing master, um, we we cannot be less than six feet apart. I mean, there's somebody watching you at all times. Uh, but it's great because it it because because they're taking it seriously because it's not a joke. You know this this virus is not a joke. And if we want to go back to work and we want to produce content and keep it you know keep it trucking, you got to do what you got to do. So we do practice social distancing at all times even on camera. Um, I don't know if anybody's had a chance to watch any of the newer episodes that have come out, but you can see that a lot of us, all of us are six feet apart. And even when we cross one another, we're crossing each other at six feet distance. Um, It's like a beautiful social distancing dance that we do on set, which is great. And we're always wearing masks um, from the moment that we step outside of our dressing room. And until they say roll for tape, w- masks are always on. Um, and that's with everybody. Cast, crew, directors, producers, anybody walking through the halls, anyone who is inside of the building is wearing a mask. So that's really great. Um, something that was interesting, different, uh, but definitely doable. Um, was doing my own hair and makeup. So I took it upon myself as an added precaution to do my own hair and makeup so that to, um, limit the contact with our, our hair and makeup team. And I surely did miss their, you know, their makeup and hair on me because they're so talented. They're amazing people and I love them. And I missed chatting with them in the morning before we, uh, you know, before we, we get on set to work. But, um, I just felt like if I could do anything to to help, then I will. And so I, I did that. So just to limit the contact. Um, so that was different. Um, it was a small adjustment. It just meant I had to wake up an extra hour earlier. It's really not even the biggest of deals. Plus ladies, we all know we do our own hair and makeup all the time. We know how to do it. So, uh, so that was really, uh, that was different, but, and, and, you know, and definitely a change, but not something that was so drastic that I was like, I can't do this anymore. Um, and that's what I've been feeling overall about this whole experience is that it's, you know, it's different. And there are definitely things that before COVID we took for granted, you know, socializing and, you know, just crossing each other without even having to think twice. Um, so there's, there's added stuff, uh, things that we need to do in order to be safe that are, that feel a little wonky at first, but then, you know, you sort of get the hang of it and then you're like, whatever, no big deal. If I have to wear a mask and stay six feet apart and use hand sanitizer and what, just so, so that I can get back to work, then that's what I'll do. Um, you know, so those are kind of like my thoughts on being back to work, uh, a grateful And I'm willing to do whatever it takes to be safe. And so are, you know, productions, uh, a lot of my friends as well, who have gone back to work are saying the same thing. So, um, so yeah, it's, it's really encouraging and it'll be interesting to see, uh, what the next couple months and what the next couple of years, uh, have in store for all of us. But, um, I hope you guys are well, and I hope the listeners are doing well and staying safe out there. And um, I hope to talk to you guys all soon, face to face. Take care. Bye. So I think that's incredible. What do you
0: think? I
1: think what's really impressive about it is just the notion that, like, you know, men know, or women know how to do their hair and makeup, so just you know, do that.
0: You know, so we're just gonna we're just gonna do that. I love um, how she's saying they feel really safe. They're getting tested regularly. I'm glad.
1: I'm glad. Um, like the notion of it being a dance that yeah. you're, really like, keeping everybody safe. So, Maria, thank you.
0: Thank you so much. We we adore you. And just congratulations, first of all, for working in general, booking yeah. this before COVID, but then to be working during COVID. Well,
1: it's... We're really it's proud amazing.
0: of you. It's amazing. It's
1: really hard. It's really challenging. And hopefully that the the whole team at YNR continues to stay safe and healthy yeah. and...
0: And be a shining. I feel like it's a pioneer, being like a shining, leading pioneer in this COVID world of getting back to work yeah. and people the, being and able and to follow your model.
1: The speed at which um, soap operas move. Soaps
0: move so fast. It's
1: really impressive that they're able to do what they're doing. Yeah. So congratulations to the whole team. Continue to stay safe and healthy. And Maria, thank you again.
0: Thank you again. Um, And just a little piggyback of what you were saying, Mm -hmm. the dance. It's so true. And this is something with COVID in general on sets and offset. When you walk by people, you never used to think twice Mm -hmm. the distance. I mean, a lot of times you kind of bump shoulders with people or... You The fact that they're purposely, when they cross, it's six feet apart, or now when we're trying to go into a CVS or into just the distance that people yeah. are putting between themselves.
1: And it's interesting because you feel like in a, in a previous time that would have been considered rude. Rude or disrespectful. And now it's considered the opposite. You're being respectful and kind and polite.
0: Yeah, it's just a really interesting way to look at it. Um, so, yes, thank you again.
1: Now, what for our other homework. did
0: you think about week one of... The artist
1: way Well okay I need to do some Confessions here Um Upon reflection And some work I don't know How many monsters Are in my Past That Mm. aren't Self-created Aren't Me Myself and I
2: Ooh that's deep
1: Um That Uh And Um Champions Weirdly enough I can Only think of like Two Okay. And um, I think the daily writing is a great exercise. I was bummed um, we weren't able to get to it today because Lila woke up so early. I
0: know. Today was the first day we missed it. She, okay. she woke up crazy early and it just wound up not happening.
1: Yeah, no, it's okay. Get back on the horse tomorrow. But
0: trying to do something like this with a toddler and during COVID has proven to be a mm-hmm. little more difficult than anticipated because yeah. there are certain assignments this week like take your artist for a walk or go on an artist date but you can't take your artist on a date
1: (laughs) because you can't go go anywhere. (laughs) Um,
0: So there are little things like that. So, Mm -hmm. I mean, we had to, you know, modify to a degree. And it's very personal and it's supposed to be personal and confidential. So we're not going to share what they actually are. But we wanted to go through what the assignments were. Because if any of you want to, you know, give it a try and let us know what you think, go for it. Um, But before we go into that, what are you finding beneficial About the daily pages.
1: Um, I think the thing I'm finding beneficial about the daily pages is it's starting my mind into a, um, by writing stream of consciousness, I'm dealing with a lot, because I'm such an angry person, I'm dealing with getting a lot of my anxieties from the previous day or from the morning as of yet. Like if I wake up in a mood, the daily pages allow me to get through that a lot more evenly, Mm -hmm. a lot more easily, Mm -hmm. It allows me to start my day with a clean slate. So that's cool. Oh, that's so really it's a little cool. it's a little meditative in that way, which is nice. That is nice because
0: um, you do this pre coffee, like the, we're, we're doing this right when we wake up. Jason pre coffee.
1: I'm a different human. Is being. a
0: very different human.
1: Jekyll and Hyde <laughs> over just, here.
0: I have said that more than one time. I'm like, I don't know if yeah. I'm going to get Jekyll or Hyde. What is going on? It's true. It's I'm just, sorry. You know, I
1: apologize. Coffee probably every other day. Um, <laughs> because I'm sorry. You I, just have it on
0: your nightstand and just chug it the second you wake up.
1: Then it won't be cold.
0: That's, that's true. We can get you a mini fridge.
1: <laughs> We've talked about that. We
0: have talked about that in the past. Um, <laughs> what else?
1: Um, and it's sparked the wanting to write in me more, which is nice. Yeah. Um, I'm just really I'm into this notion of connecting to myself in a place that's not necessarily like, now's my time to create. This is really cool because it's just now my time to think, mm-hmm. and whatever I'm thinking comes out of that pen. My hand hurts because I haven't written by yeah. hand this much when since was I was like. When was the last time
0: you wrote by hand like this?
1: College in a blue book for a test. Exactly. Like
0: everyone types now. Yeah. I used to have such good handwriting.
1: I have terrible. Handwriting. I don't
0: anymore. Sorry, Ariana. Um, Ariana used to love my handwriting.
1: Yeah, I think it's, your handwriting is terrifying. It's horrible. Mine, it is horrific. My definitely. cursive is still really pretty. My cursive is good, too. My cursive is good. but
0: Which they don't teach anymore in school, no, no, by the way. They're talking about bringing it back. Thank God. Because, I mean, we're going to...
1: But, I mean, think about resources. We, we would teach like, to, anyway. to do a tangent here. Think about resources. <laughs> Are you going to teach sign language, cursive, or Spanish?
0: Oh, gosh. If you have to choose one...
1: Yeah, you teach sign language or Spanish, and you Spanish. probably speak Spanish. Yeah, which is a shame because signs the, the
0: order the order would be Spanish,
1: Spanish sign, sign language, cursive. and cursive. And the other thing is, is if yeah. you have any kind of dyslexia or learning disability, cursive is extraordinarily challenging.
0: I found it to be very soothing.
1: Oh, I like. And it. I don't
0: have dyslexia, but I do have just like a language processing. It just takes me a little bit longer. Mm-hmm. Um, so like time and a half on tests was always my friend. But you got time I and a half on tests. Yeah. You're lucky on fi- Only on like finals. I'm kidding because I know that only means on you're final actually exams. lucky. <laughs> yes. But if I didn't do time and a half, I wouldn't do well. If I did time and a half, I would always get A's. I just, I needed that extra time where I didn't in my mind go, I'm running out of time, I'm running out of time and actually not have to read the question five times in a row before knowing what I was answering. But mm. if I had that time restriction lifted, I was able to go through bit by bit and I would ace it. Nice. It was just the way my brain, it just takes a moment. I don't like to be rushed.
1: You never have. I
0: never have. I go at my own pace, you and do? when I'm given the time to do so, I excel. This is true? Yeah.
1: So how do you feel about the daily pages?
0: I am mixed about the daily pages. Talk to me. So, at the beginning of the year, I made a choice to start a dream log.
1: How long did that last for?
0: Until this move. Okay. I did it every single day until like the week of our move. Um, just because there are certain dreams, there are times where I have dreams where they're so vivid and so real, I wake up not rested as if I have actually lived this dream. You know, there, there. You've also
1: woken up and asked me questions about things that I was present for in your dreams as though I was there.
0: Well, cause some of them are like really intense. Yeah, I, I
1: appreciate that.
0: Some of them you know, it's a dream and you know it's a dream and it's this fantastical wacky thing and you're like, it's a dream. And then there are ones you don't remember. So if Those I didn't remember, <laughs> I would just write, I would log the day and go, nothing that I remember. But on the days where there were dreams, I mean, these crazy things are starting to happen. I used to journal many years ago, um, but I haven't and this dream log was a really cool thing that I was doing. I don't know and I don't want to put any judgment on it because they specifically say not to do that. Mm-hmm. If I'm doing it right even though there is no right. How do you mean? It's coming across like a journal entry. It's not like... I, it's nothing but like...
1: But that's, that's totally fine. It's good, that's where it starts. Yeah. Because the thing is, is and not to tell you how to do it right, no, no, but yeah. the way to, I would say to do it, and based on the instruction of the book is... Whatever thoughts are coming Whatever to your comes mind. To his mind, and yeah. if you're the kind of human being that you start with the more structured thoughts, because you need things to be a little bit more structured to give yourself permission to be a more loosey-goosey and free-flowing and stream yeah. of consciousness, yeah, great, start there. Start Don't there. judge it.
0: Uh, that's the thing. I'm trying not to because I feel like I'm not doing it quote right, even though of course I am, but uh, I feel like I'm that's not. The and that's the perfectionist in me, of, type A. That's
1: a, that, that's a thing that plagues you in many things. I know,
0: I know. But one thing that I do like. So uh, an assignment I give my students a whole Mm -hmm. lot when we're doing a song breakdown and they get stuck on something Mm -hmm. is I give them a topic related to it and I have them do a free write for either three or five minutes and they are never allowed to stop the pen. So Mm. even if they're stuck, you write, I don't know why I'm writing this right now. What is coming out right now? I have no idea. This makes no sense. This is stupid. And then all of a sudden it unlocks. And I found that happened to me during the morning pages two days ago. Cool. And I went, oh, yeah. Okay, cool. Cool. One, it's good to know what I teach works. Two, it's neat to put it in another context that someone else is doing and reframe my brain for the artist's point of view to do it that way. Okay. So I like that. Um, two, yeah, my hand cramps. That is a really interesting thing like what you said too. Um, Who are
1: some of your uh, monsters or bullies from the past?
0: So again, we're not going to share... The personal details because oh, we're supposed okay. to Pardon be me. private. Pardon me. Um but Excuse I, <laughs> me. I really
1: want to know. <laughs> no,
0: unless unless we're Um I didn't find that there were too many, like you said, yours was me, myself, and I. There were if you really dig into it on like the psychological and philosophical mm-hmm. level, a lot of the monsters and bullies from the past, of course, stems from internally, without doubt. Mm-hmm. But there are very specific ones. Um I will share this one because That's fine.
1: Because you've deemed it to be fine. I've deemed it to be fine,
0: yes. Um, I was in the professional ballet world for a while. I was even Mm -hmm. invited to go dance in Moscow and train with them when I was young, which my parents said no to, which I thank them for now. (laughs) Um, But I was one of the first... You could have been a
1: spy. (laughs) Could have been like Black Widow or Red Sparrow.
0: I would have been a good Black Widow.
1: No, you don't <laughs> want to do that because you couldn't be a mom.
0: That's true. Mom, mom is more important. Um, But I I was the first American to understudy a Russian role when they came stateside. And so I had to train both with the Americans and the Russians. And this one time, it was the one time I ever got hit with ballet. I got slapped really hard. And then there was this one time where, with a ruler right across my Upper thigh, um, and then there you was a time the where they—you got to do the voice. You want know, to do the voice? Oh, please!
1: It's so like I feel so terrible for you, but it's also—I really was cute.
0: rehearsing the marzipan dance. I'm uh, 13 years old, guys. 12. Oh my god, I wasn't even 13 yet. I was 12, and they. Are they all snarking or laughing or saying something? And so the the instructor puts me in this pose, and I'm in the pose. And she walks around, and this is in front of the entire company of the Russian Moscow State Ballet, now known as the Kirov, but back then they were still that. And she goes around and looks at my body up and down. I think I weighed maybe 95 pounds at the time, less. Oh my god, no, it was like 90. But
1: you're all of like four foot eight.
0: I wasn't five foot yet. Yeah, I was (laughs) four eight or four ten. She goes around, and with her ruler, she points to my boobs. She goes too big comes around to my side. Too much. Tush. thighs. Too much. Too big. Too much. She goes up and down my entire body while everyone in the room is like snickering at me. And we're talking kids my age and we're talking all the way up to the prima ballerinas who were in the room because of the rehearsal hall Mm -hmm. we were in. And you want to talk about Self-confidence, speaking of what you were saying to me last week, and body image and all of these things came crashing down.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: And it's not that I, luckily, I was around that world a long time. I never succumbed to um, bulimia. I was never mm. anorexic. I Thankfully. saw it happening all around me, but it never happened. But in that moment, I I went, I understand why they do it. And to this day, if I put on leotard and tights, I just kind of fidget. Weird. And I did uh, leave the professional ballet world very shortly after that. And I mean, musical theater, I was always going to go the actor route. But it was just, it was a moment of a a bully and a monster story that just affected me artistically and personally. Didn't she make you go into like
1: a pose and she hit you and went, da.
0: Oh, yeah. No, that was when I got slapped. Uh, the attitude. I had to go up an attitude and it just wasn't enough. And she shouted, but I didn't know that she's shouting at me and shouting at me. I had in no Russian. idea what she was saying in Russian. And then she takes this thing and slaps me and it surprised me. And I just went <gasps> and went into it. And she goes, "Da." And then my mind, I'm like, that's all you had to say. You had to tell me to raise my leg. It was traumatic. Yeah. It was traumatic.
1: You were very much your mother's daughter in the way you just relayed that really voice. In that story. <laughs>
0: <laughs> but I don't regret it. I don't regret a moment of doing it. It's part of who I am. Mm-hmm. But there are moments where um, it really locked me up. Um, And another one, and not to delve too far, a tangent too far, but this did relate. Um, Many of you know that I have Crohn's. And one thing that I've always kind of started and stopped with is actually writing my book and getting my cook show going and all of these different things. And when I got so sick, when we were, it was right before we got engaged. Mm Uh, I was in the ICU at Cedars for 11 days. Thank you. You all took amazing care of me. But I didn't realize in the moment how close to actually passing I was. Um, And this is something that Jason and I have dealt with in our marriage. And it comes in cycles where he then shares things that he was feeling in the moment where it looked like I was slipping and things that a year or two and even three years after it happened, I would then remember. Mm -hmm. And he would go, do you remember that? Do you need to talk about it now? And what it does to you and one thing I've always been oh I'm gonna get emotional
1: get get emotional
0: one thing I've always been embarrassed and ashamed about is when you're given a second chance at life Mm -hmm. and especially my personality and the way that I am of complete optimism and reach for the stars and all of these things when I was given that second chance I got scared and I kind of lost trust of my, my body and what it can do. And I really, I don't want to say hid, because that makes our marriage and our relationships seem like a bad thing. But I really delved into being a fiance and a wife and getting ready for motherhood and going so far into that, that artistically I, I lost.
1: Thank you for sharing that. You know, and I wish we had a tissue handy, but we don't.
0: <laughs> it's okay. It's all right. But
1: what I would say... But
0: vocalizing it is very different than thinking it and writing it down is very different. Yeah. And I've I've jotted it down before in ways and I've talked about it at times, but trying to do it in this way, artistically, to unlock something has hit me very hard. Has and it
1: become a barrier again in a way, like the way you're talking about it?
0: I honestly don't know, but that could have been part of what you were seeing this week, and part of what I was feeling, but I didn't know how to express it. Great, um,
1: not great that you're going through this, but great that you're. But that—that's a words. big monster
0: and bully, and that's one that's internal because I did it to myself. No, you didn't. Well, I did though.
1: I okay. So before we get too deep on the marriage counseling and too <laughs> deep on the therapy <laughs> route,
0: yeah, it went dark, guys. Sorry.
1: No, again. There's no need it's to just apologize. Real. It's the, just real. The good, the bad, and the ugly <laughs> of right? all these situations. Right. I would say I'm proud of you for sharing that. That's beautiful and a hard thing to share. Thanks, Larry. And um, I hope to anybody who's going through a dark place, it gives makes them feel less alone um, because that's one of the things that's hard about all of these. We we At the end of the day, and I've said this many times, we we are alone. It's just us. Yeah. And that can either be affirming or daunting. And I think more often than not, it's very daunting and that's okay. But to know that you're not alone is really important. Yeah. To know that it's okay to be sad. It's okay to be depressed. Not that you should be, but it's okay. But that to, it's okay. It's, it's okay. there's,
0: there's
1: no, nothing wrong. There's nothing wrong with you. With
0: you. It's just
1: a circumstance, circumstance. Maybe Maybe needing medical attention. And that's totally fine. Yeah. I just think the most important thing for you to do is to continue to express it and to continue to use that in your art, to not hide from it in not your hide art. from it, but, but use it. But use your art to heal yourself. Yeah. Because you talk about healing others with art beautifully, immaculately. Which is
0: what I might be going back to grad school for to do.
1: So it would be really cool if you used that, if you were your first patient.
0: <laughs> <laughs> How would I...
1: No, I would. I would say don't assess you. myself. No, and treat I, myself. I would even say that. I would say like, <laughs> I feel like a lot of times therapists and doctors make the worst patients. But I. That's true. My encouragement for you is to just um, do what you preach. Yeah. And and preach what you're doing, and realize that there's not that I want to call you a hypocrite by any means, but there's a, a hypocrisy if you don't treat yourself with the same care.
0: No, and that's true, and as something I've always my students, I always really put them above and. Do what I need to do for them, and then for whatever reason, flipping it on myself has always been a challenge. Yeah,
1: but uh, even the same thing when it comes to taking care of me, and Lila, your yeah. parents, my parents, you're yeah. putting the whole world ahead of you.
0: But and what good are you if you're not what you always say to yeah. me, if you're not,
1: if you're not there, for yourself. there for
0: yourself, which is true. And then to piggyback off of that same mm-hmm. thing, one thing I've been trying to do these last few weeks is there are these supplements and these smoothies and different <laughs> things that I've been wanting to try for a, a while, but there's this one company in particular, Tool Soul, Um, And it's it's founded by these two women. It's based in California and Los Angeles. And it's these incredible superfood smoothies. And right in the bio, it talks about how the creator... I'm
1: sorry about this, by the way.
0: Oh my God. The creator, uh, she healed her own postpartum depression and Crohn's disease with these smoothies. So it says in the in the thing. And so I've been eyeing it Based for on a no while.
1: medical actuals. I, I mean, I
0: haven't, <laughs> right. I haven't looked into like her story more than that, Not but evaluated it caught by my eye. It caught my eye. And I was like, you know, my Crohn's knock on wood. I've been feeling really good. You know, we've been eating... <laughs> pretty well compared to lots of other people, but not as clean as we typically do. We want to get that back on track. And I was like, oh, maybe I should try these smoothies. And I found this about a month ago and I was afraid to show it to you because I knew, I knew you were going to make some kind of comment. Oh, of, such a punk! So, I'm so sorry. she's doing basically what you said you were going to be doing, and, and that's exactly how I said it. Is it is exactly how you said it. So I'm last sorry. night, he, well, thank you for that. He was like, "Your birthday's coming up. What do you want for your birthday?" And I've been in this weird, dark thing of I don't even want to celebrate my birthday. I'm just feeling so blue and weird. And I said, well, there are these smoothies I've been wanting to try. And there's the supplement I wanting to try. She pulls up, bio and I pull and up I the thing it. and she, he reads it. And that's exactly what he said. And I just started to cry Went, see, this is why I didn't want to show it to you. And I just oh. closed the computer.
1: <laughs> oh, I'm such a bad human being. <laughs> I'm sorry.
0: Oh, thank you. It was, it was a moment, but at least now we can laugh about it the next day. Yeah. In the moment, I was
1: very crushed. And I... I, I think I, I immediately <laughs> called myself out on that, right? You
0: very quickly. Okay, you were cool. like, "I'm sorry, no, it that was wrong." It, doesn't
1: make it okay. Just sorry. Um,
0: <laughs> so, but that that was that was that. What did you think of the um, the other parts? What were you able to do? Because again, I know with like the artist date we couldn't do. Artist walk. I take. It's our, been we, raining.
1: <laughs> yeah, but I take the dog on walks. <laughs> you do, and I let my mind wander, and um, uh, weirdly. I've been watching a lot of YouTube videos of like atheists versus different types of theists. Oh. And it's been really because I'm um I'm a Gnostic theist who's Jewish, and I find atheist arguments to be so like informing of my faith mm-hmm. and encouraging of my faith because I love how logical their arguments are yeah and how silly they make theists sound when they're having like a, a comment debate or I don't know how to really phrase it but like a, like a response video and what it's done is it's um it's made it's made certain voices in my head be um more confident to speak
2: in mm-hmm. the
1: sense that like I'm I'm less afraid of looking stupid now. And the irony of that is...
0: Well, is that age or is that just maturity or wisdom Mm -hmm. or self-growth? What do you think that is?
1: I think it's just giving myself permission to play. Mm -hmm. To be Mm -hmm. free and to understand that, you know, despite any very rational, grounded, well-thought reason for why something is or isn't or shouldn't be or can't or has yet to be proven... I yet persist to believe in God. So, okay. If I've given myself permission to do something that's got so much wild evidence, to the contrary, because there's no evidence to the affirmative other than personal experience, why not let myself be crazy in a scene? Why not let myself be free and play? Why not let myself write something that's going to be so emotionally, like, cathartic, but also very painful, because I'll be reliving the experience while writing it. And it's Mm -hmm. like, okay. Just give yourself permission and just do. And if it sucks, cool. <laughs> you can edit it.
2: Yeah.
0: <laughs> I like that. I
1: like that. What about you? Um,
0: so one thing that, and I we've said it a couple of times, I was actually disappointed that I couldn't take myself on an artist date because I had all these different ideas that I kind of wanted to play with. And I guess you could because there are some stores that are open or some places that are open, but it's just... It's not
1: I feel like I take myself on an artist date like once a day when I watch YouTube videos about nerdy things.
0: Okay. Maybe my piano will become part of my artist dates. You know,
1: The thing is, I think for an artist date, you shouldn't have a goal other than to connect to your artist. Yeah. And I think that's one of the issues with your piano sometimes. Is you've got like a goal of writing something so you don't.
0: Every now and then I'll just sit and play. I think and that I won't should be your, all. I think
1: that should just be what you do.
0: And a lot of times when I do that, that's when a new song starts because I'll hit on something and go, ooh, what's that? And then I go back into songwriting mode. But every now and then I'll just
1: my just fingers move just free and play. just free play and see what just you know, play old songs and just play. see what comes out. I would be curious if instead of the day that you're writing, if you came in here and you played for that hour in the morning, what that would do to you.
0: You said that, and I just got like a warm chill all over my body, and I realize warm chill is counter, but that's what it just got goosebumps and like a w- calming warmth at the same time.
1: I mean, I'm down. Tomorrow's that a new day, let's try it. Amazing. Just means you have to set an alarm and do it,
0: and just get up before Lila gets up, yeah, or before she needs it, Before she needs me, yeah, because she does do.
1: And if she quiet desperately, desperately, desperately needs a parent, <laughs> I'm here. Hi. <laughs> I, you can I volunteers you can do it
0: I volunteer as tribute
1: how'll of oh, like that <laughs> <laughs> my child I'll be a parent
0: you'll be a parent ooh I I like that in place of the morning pages
1: not in place of but you like right after I don't know I'm I, I'm trying to figure out how I'm gonna do morning pages and run like that's how I'm yeah <laughs> I'm like, I know oh, I you gotta get happen. you gotta get running back
0: it's true. it's true All right, so there's time travel um I didn't write the letter. No. Did you?
1: No, I didn't have. That.
0: Okay, I, I know. I feel like there was there were a lot of assignments, and again, being in COVID and this weird warp, I don't want we don't want to use it as an excuse.
1: Well, I've also been trying to but do a lot of other stuff too. We
0: didn't. I I didn't get to that part, and that bothered me. I would so do it though to the um, Russian dance teacher.
1: Great. Yeah. Write her an angry letter. Or write her a letter. Um, I am dismayed. What is it? I'm, I'm appalled, appalled and, dismayed. and dismayed.
0: Disappointed, appalled, and dismayed at your... At your conduct. Spurious behavior. Um, the imaginary lives. I'm just going through different... What would the you different do different
1: if you could do anything dismayed. else? What would be your imaginary life?
0: So growing up, I used to say that I would be the female Indiana Jones because I loved archaeology. Okay.
1: So how does watching Lovecraft Country fill in, fit into it? I'm loving... I'm, I'm freaking Country.
0: loving it. Okay, so... We have friends who didn't love it and yeah. we have friends who love it. If you love that fantasy kind of sci-fi thing, it's a little hokey as it's far very campy. as it's it has a very national treasure it's vibe like national to treasure. it. Except especially that core cast, they play it they're so committed. Yeah, they it's play so it real. so real yeah. that it works and you're so invested in I it. I think so. I, think, I, I, I think, think it's great. I think the writing is a little I campy. I think it's fun. It is, it is, but it's
1: it's fun. Yeah.
0: Um, and then uh, if I weren't, it would be uh, a, an on-anchor.
1: An on-air. An on-air so journalist. I, okay.
0: on-air anger, or a therapist, which it looks like I'm headed that direction with dance therapy anyway. Maybe. Um, because the number one has always been an actor and a singer, and it's very hard to even think of anything but that.
1: What about you? Um, When I think about it, I do remember having thoughts of trying to be a pro athlete when I was younger or being a um, a U.S. Air Force fighter pilot. Oh, yeah. And um, I think about those lives and how very different they would be and how certain, in certain ways um, they'd be restrictive. Obviously, I'm 5'10". I'm not the fastest guy in the world and I don't jump the highest. So uh, being a pro athlete,
0: you're pretty impressive, though.
1: Yeah, for, like, an average dude. <laughs> but even by average dude standards, I'm, like, to me, my personal expectation of athleticism, I'm, like, lower quartile. Um, so uh, it's weird because I can't really f- – because I consume so much media about sports, mm-hmm. it's almost hard for me to believe what that life would be like. So it's, like, I try to think about somebody who's – Similar in any way, and I'm like, oh well. There's Julian Edelman, and he won like what two or three Super Bowls with the Patriots, and he's probably going to be retired there as one of the greatest receivers of all time. Wow. And he's Jewish and a white kid, so <laughs> it's like, oh, well, I guess <laughs> it's like, not. No. I guess that's plausible. <laughs> but he's also like, <laughs> he's a beast. Yeah. That's the thing. It's like, all right, cool. Being a fighter pilot, what would that life have looked like? And it's like, man, I just didn't have the stones or the. gumption to serve in our military and i throw my hat off to anybody who does to um, volunteer or go through schooling and serve and serve the united states that's that's an incredibly brave and courageous thing to do uh, regardless of who's serving or serving as president or at the top of senate but you know i just don't think that restrictive of a life was i don't think either of those things i think the reason why those things didn't work out for me is their structure was not – it's weird because I feel like the, my common thing in my life is I do better when I have structure and I do better when I have boxes and I'm given the opportunity to fill that box up with everything that I can. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I shy myself away from adding too much structure. So as a result, I don't add enough. And I think that's what I learned from mm-hmm. thinking about those parts of my life and one yeah. of the reasons why I feel like I did so well when I was um, – swimming acting and going to school yep. full-time yep. in high schools because yep. i was a full-time athlete i was like a it was a letterman athlete i was in shows and then i was also pulling like a on a roll grade Your time average. was
0: completely regimented and scheduled
1: and now it's because there is no regiment or schedule other than lila's Lyla. ebb and flow <laughs> it doesn't just revolve yeah.
0: around her yeah Yeah. Yeah. Uh, One more. When I was when I was little, for a while, I wanted to be a marine biologist, like big time. Good
1: news is, you still can be.
0: (laughs) That's uh, that's true. But yes, uh, when I was really little, I thought marine biology was like the coolest thing
1: ever. So did I. I thought I I wanted to be a research scientist, and I wanted to study sharks because when we were kids, there was a (laughs) God no, Um, there was a National Geographic, which I think has since been like the, the study has been uh, amended or the popular science about it has been amended that sharks um, didn't get cancer the same way that humans get cancer. Oh. So I was really intrigued by the notion of experimenting on sharks to try to stop cancer.
0: That's really
1: cool. Yeah. I don't think that's based in any science anymore, but it was a fantasy as a yeah. child. So kids have fantasies. Kids that's,
0: do have fantasies. That's what's that's up. true. Um, But yeah, that was week one. I'm really curious as to what week two... Well, I mean, I know because I've already listened to it. Um, But (laughs) listening it to you, with you and I sitting and listening together and starting the week two stuff, um, just kind of seeing how this evolves and Mm. how it opens us up and just being open to the experience and doing it together and sharing certain things, but then some of it is private. Right. So keeping certain (laughs) things private. It's doing
1: it together and apart.
0: (laughs) There we go. Hey, I like that. Right. You just made it connect in a different way than
1: I was thinking. <laughs> I have no idea what you're laughing at. And that kind of makes me even happier.
0: Oh, my God. Well, I love you. Love you, too. Oh, my goodness. Let's get, get, get going with the evening. Um, and you all are wonderful. <laughs> <laughs> and if any of you actually keep going with the artist's way and deciding oh to... Oh, my
1: goodness, my- Amelia. <laughs> Uh, you had like the perfect <laughs> <My> setup <laughs> segue into my brain no my brain thing. just stopped and oh, then good. it like
0: started again okay so i just s- want no i just want to say to anyone who's <laughs> listening who wants to try the artist's way give it a try and let us know how mm-hmm, you feel about mm-hmm, week one and how mm-hmm, it's going good and we'll just you know go through it together yeah that's it that's all I was okay gonna cool say. i love you and love thank you, too. you all for tuning <laughs> in <laughs> you
1: say babe
0: i'm amelia Myers. i'm
1: jason rosewood and this, this has been, been married to, married to hollywood. hollywood
0: talk to you later bye bye
1: but uh, remember to register to vote, yeah. wear your mask, oh, stay safe, masks. be healthy, yeah. Black Lives Matter, and love is love. We Aww. love you. We love you. Stay safe.